not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. If we were to count the number of Sundays after Easter, this would be regarded as the seventh Sunday. But since the Ascension falls on a Thursday, 40 days after Easter, and people are various places, masses and work and so on, the Church has given us the permission to celebrate the Ascension today. The message is the same. Jesus has left us in charge. Jesus has left the church to us. He is the head, we are the body. And he talks, in this gospel you hear, talking to the Father on the night of his Last Supper. Very intimate conversation. Only John got that close to Jesus spiritually in, in, in his love relationship with Jesus to record secret conversations, you might say, prayers between Jesus and the Father. And that's what we have here today. Jesus talking to the Father on the night of his Last Supper, and John recalls this. And he's telling the Father, hey, I, I've done what I have to do. I, I've done everything I can do. And now it's, it's up to them. I mean, he says it in much more poetic words than that. But basically, I've consecrated them in the truth, I've given them the word, it's up to them to live the word of truth as I come to you. And of course, from the first reading, we hear that beautiful rendition of the ascension from the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, it's a beautiful rendition because it, it gathers the church that was known at that point, these disciples, they're talking to Jesus, Jesus ascends out of their presence, and then there's that, I mean, every... Your bulletin has three versions of it today, the paintings of the, of the Ascension. But there are so many beautiful renditions of that in the art world through history. Jesus ascending. You know, it didn't happen that way. I wasn't there, but I can guarantee it didn't happen that way. It wasn't like he was shot into the sky. Uh, he ascended. He was fulfilled. He was filled with God's light. And that made him... The glorified body of Jesus, because don't forget he's already resurrected, that made him be able to be one with us and the Father, and then he was out of sight. It would be interesting, and when we're in heaven we'll find out what that really looked like here on earth, but Luke's rendition in the Acts of the Apostles is theologically beautiful because it says he's with the Father and he's with us. And just in case you didn't get that, the author, Luke, says two men in white garments, maybe angels, maybe angelos, we don't know, looked at the apostles looking at Jesus going up. He's not here. 
And, and the, God, the angels ask him, the, people, the disciples, what, 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 what are you doing? Why are you looking for Jesus when he's with you? you you've been sent. So now you've got to do what Jesus was all about. Now it's your turn. Let's go back to the gospel. And there's one phrase which I absolutely love and I focus my, my words today on. And it's, it's the gospel in which Jesus says, I have consecrated them in the truth. And, you, and the truth is so beautiful. And yet, go back to Pilate and Jesus discussing what is truth. Jesus knew it. Jesus had a handle on it. And he says that he's given us the truth. For the first century of the church, the truth was different than today. I don't mean the scriptural truth. I don't mean our faith truth. I mean truth in the world. How we understood life in the first century was a lot different than how we understood life, understand life today. The gospel is the same, the message is the same, and because it's truth itself, it gets dispersed through the centuries and changes application. During the pandemic, I noticed you have cameras here, and I, we have our own camera as normal. During the pandemic, the truth was sent out via internet. Many of you and many people still at home observe mass, participate to the best of their ability, quote, online. That didn't happen in the time of Jesus. You were either there or you weren't there. So, and yet the truth is the same. It was the Eucharist. When the apostles broke bread, they were celebrating the Eucharist. Jesus had already left. That Eucharist is being celebrated today here in church, churches throughout the world, and that's the truth. And this methodology of the internet has given us a different way to observe and proclaim the truth. And that's important. Because Jesus left that in our hands as our challenge. I was a burden, but a challenge for us. So really there's no reason for any of us to be absent from the truth. Not only the Mass, but the whole experience of knowing Jesus. So what do we do? One of my ministries is internet. Utilizing Facebook, YouTube, all those all those platforms, as they called them, to advance the truth. Those same platforms can also be used to advance the lies. And anything connected to a lie is the work of the devil, the prince of lies. So here we have the message of Jesus Christ 20 centuries later, and we are challenged to not preach it and teach it just like the apostles, but we, it's the same message. We're challenged to preach it and teach it in the 21st century. So, I was talking to someone just the other day, and it, it was an elderly person, older than me, so really elderly, and 
she said, you know, I, I don't know how to do these things on, online, and my niece sent me this thing, and I can't open it, I can't do, people my age can't do that. Well, no, no, people your age can do that. Just the way people your age 20 centuries ago, some did not read, and some did read. Some did not write, and some did write. I didn't get into a challenge with her, but you, I think we all understand that in order for us to live the truth of Jesus Christ, we need to adapt. Not the message. The message is the same. And basically, we heard it the last few weeks, Jesus came, Jesus died, Jesus rose from the dead, and ascended to the Father. That's the message. In a few minutes, we'll say it in the creed, and, and we'll really tell everybody the truth of what we believe. And listen to it, what the Father's role is, what the Son's role is, what our role is, and what the Holy Spirit's role is. That's the truth. It's not changed. The methodology to proclaim the truth is changed, has changed a lot. Good news, bad news. The bad news is, just yesterday on the news, there was a report, and now I'm going to ask the young people, some of whom are not here, but you're here to represent them and go home and talk to them about it. The new way in which dealers sell drugs to kids, the new way, technical way, in which they can zero in on the address of the kid based on his or her computer address and physically or in some other way through, and you know all the, the delivery apps that are around, deliver drugs, illicit drugs to kids. The kids know the language and it's not word language necessarily. Sometimes they're symbols Another word we don't know much about, emojis or memes. And that's all right if you don't know what they are. Your job today is to be to go home and ask your children and grandchildren what those things mean. Because, don't forget, our job is to proclaim the truth. But right alongside, and Jesus talks about that, you don't belong in the world. The devil dominates the world. We belong in heaven. We belong in the Christian family, which temporarily lives in the world, as Jesus himself did. But our goal is heaven. Our goal is God. Satan's goal is hell. And he will be happier than you can imagine the more of your children and you and I he can drag down through lies, through drugs, through misappropriate behavior. That's the 21st century. Yeah, Jesus is saying to the Father, I've, I've given them the truth, now they have to do something with it. And this is part of it, to adjust the truth to the 21st century. So we know, we know the terms, we know the, the, the symbols, and we know the message of evil. As much as we should know the terms, the message of good, Jesus Christ. You see, it's not an accident that God figured out, I'm going to send my son, this is not gospel, this is scurdy, I'm going to send my son, let him do his thing, cure, bring life, open people's eyes, 
bring the kingdom of God to earth, and then I'm going to leave it to them. And my son's coming back to heaven to be glorified with me to all eternity. But when my son left his messengers, I don't care if they were 12 or 120, the message to us, through them, was to bring the truth into the 21st century and until he returns in glory. The truth is the same, the method may not be. So I encourage you to go home Call your grandchildren or children, and some are here, of course, at this early Mass. God bless you for waking up with me at this time. And let them instruct you about good things and bad things that they know of. And tell them to be honest with you. Tell them that you want to know about what bad things are on the Internet. Not that you want to practice that, but you have to know the enemy in order to confront it. Ask them, and believe me, they know. Don't accept from any kid, eighth grade or under, I don't know how to do it. It's a lie. I can tell you, I can guarantee. I have a little iPhone, of course, probably we all have phones. And I was having a problem with it the other day, and I handed it to Michael, my my grandnephew. I said, and he's small. And I said, Michael, I said, um, like, what is this thing? He said, Uncle Louie, and this is what he, I got to do it up here so you all see. He got my phone and with his finger. He said, Uncle Louie, you have too many things open. And he was going like this on my phone. I said, stop, you're going to erase all my contacts. What do you do? Don't worry, I'm cleaning it up for you. The kid's like eighth grade. Uh, excuse me, when that happened? Last year, seventh grade. And kids his age and younger know what to do on those phones and many of you do. God bless you if you've spent the time to learn that language. Great. But you see what we have to do? We have to bring God's word to them. You and I, not just the priest, not just your pastor, you and I gathered here. We have to bring the truth to them, to our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And the truth comes sometimes by asking questions. Asking questions. What does that mean? Did you know what this means? Have you ever heard the creed? Do you know what second person of the Blessed Trinity means? That's truth. And sometimes in our generation, and maybe, maybe the pandemic brought it to light in a, in a backwards kind of way, how many of the young people of our family, the church, are not here, and I don't mean not here eight o'clock in the morning, not here in the building of the church, not here in the church, but they're online doing things and buying things and traveling, things like that. And what is our mission right here? To proclaim the truth through questions, through witness, and I'll close with that. Witness is the most important way of proclaiming our faith in God. The word witness is from the word, a Greek word, martyr. So some of, some of our community are, quote, martyrs. You know, woe is me. I'm not talking about that kind of martyr. 
I'm talking about witnessing. And we need to witness by our actions and words that we believe in Jesus Christ, that we believe in the, in the credibility of the church, that we be, believe in the social structure, that we believe in the common good. And that not only we believe in it, we talk about it, we pray for it, and we pay for it through donations and charity. That's the truth. And some of our kids know the social aspect of that, as you saw in the last few months with demonstrations and riots. And you're wondering, as you, you watch, they're doing good things, but they're doing it in a way that's kind of upsetting. So, get to the heart of it. Get to the truth of it. No, there should be no prejudice in our country. We are a country of free people. No, it doesn't matter if you're Asian, black, Italian, white. It doesn't matter. We are one family and one nation under God. Yes, all people are equal and all people need rights. And our kids have taught us that. Look at the, the media in the past few months. They're teaching us and they're going forward with that. Our job is to associate with that justice in the name of Christ. So what they've done is they've, not all, many people have done is separate the truth from a truth. The truth is God. A truth is justice. Our task as people to whom the messengers of God were speaking and to whom Jesus is speaking is to bring truth together that there's only one truth. That we love one another in the name of God and that we live that life in the name of God and that we acknowledge that all people are created equal and we acknowledge there are no people less than anybody else. That's God. And that's what Jesus did. To summarize that, the night before he died, he washed the dirty feet of his apostles. You can't get any lower than that. You can't get any humbler than that. And that's what he did as a sign for you, for me, and for all of us to live the truth. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. When we talk about McDonald's combo meals, we talk about savory meat golden fries and your favorite drink now the combo meals just got crispy juicy and tender with the new crispy chicken sandwich combo and you have to try it get a classic or spicy crispy chicken sandwich with medium fries and a medium soft drink like sprite for only six bucks 
Promotion pricing may be lower than meal pricing. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.